You ever find yourself trying to have a conversation with somebody who won't let you talk? I mean, you can't get a word in. Every time you try to get something off, you got six words. You get a six-word limit. They write back on you. This is not a conversation at all. <laughs> but you got to be polite. So you just sit there and nod. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I know. Mm. That's crazy. What? Wow. Woo. No. Really? Shit. Oh, my God. Not again. You? Like, you know, you got to do that for an hour. You said nothing. You have told no part of yourself. <laughs> Those are the longest conversations for me, man. I mean, and the thing about me is I'm I'm a listener by nature, right? Like, I've, I've, I've just always been an observer. I actually like to pay attention and really try to feel the situation out, see what someone's saying. I got drilled when I first got on the bird show for this. They were like, talk, and I'm trying to figure so much out. And I get it, but I'm observing. Sometimes you got to go in listen mode. But some people do not have a listen mode. They don't have it. <laughs> it's just, they would talk a hole in your head. I had somebody one time, they would ask me a question, and then I would try to answer it, but they would cut my answer off to ask me another question. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you ain't genuinely interested in the answer, what the hell you asked me the question for? Don't even let me finish. That's so many of these podcasts right now, too. Anybody can have a podcast. So some of these interviews are hilarious. Because people bring guests on to their show and they don't let them talk. <laughs> Yo, what'd you, what'd you bring them on the show for? They bring you on the show to talk to you, not to interview you. Tell you their story. It's a weird interview. It's a weird conversation. Hey, man, tell me about your childhood. You know, I grew up in Brooklyn, man. Oh, man, that's crazy, man. Tell us about how you got into comedy. Well, there was this one day when, you know, I met this guy. Man, that's insane, bro. You are incredible. Tell us more about your family. Yo, fam, you, why you keep asking me questions if you ain't let me answer not one of them? What are we doing here? I'm confused. Starting to feel like a waste of time. That's how a lot of your conversations sound with somebody you talk to. I know. And it's probably the person you married to. Welcome to In The Moment. Hey. It may seem like our fire. There's a moment in everything, and everything is a moment. I talk about the comedy in it all. This is your first time. Welcome to the funniest podcast you have never heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitch, or your money back. Shout out to all my regular listeners. And my new listeners. Uh, Episode 65. We in the building another week. As always, give it up for yourself. Give it up for you. Because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I certainly appreciate it. Welcome back to the best hour of your week. Real quick couple of announcements. Uh, shout out to City Winery. Yeah. Out the gate, I've had a few shows at City Winery. Right here in Atlanta. And I've enjoyed every single one of them. I love their hospitality. I love the energy. I love when y'all show up. It's amazing. It's always a great time. And we just worked it out for a new show. I'm announcing it here first. This is the first time you're hearing it. July 16th. It's lit. I'm back on stage. A lot of people have been asking me, Mo, when you're getting back, Mo, when you're getting back, there you have it. There's your date. July 16th. I'll be at City Winery right in Atlanta. I'm excited about it. They're going to announce it this week. First of more shows to come. 
but that's going to be a special night. That's going to be my first time back on stage in a minute. I can't wait. Oh, the energy going to be through the roof. I can't wait. But I'll remind you, of course, moving forward, this is just an early announcement. In case any of you want to just pencil that in your calendar, there you go. Um, What else? TikTok. Yep, I did it. Broke down and got a TikTok. Everybody was on me about TikTok. Yo, you got to get a TikTok. You got to get a TikTok. And I don't know why. I just, uh, I'm good. I'm getting tired of all this social media, man. I have enough. I don't want more. I want more of these problems. And then people are coming up to me like, yo, it's the craziest thing. You'll love it. I stay on it for seven hours. And I'm like, fam, that's not It's not a good introduction to, to this this TikTok thing you want me to try. I don't want to be hooked to anything the way people keep telling me you get hooked. But I broke down and I finally did it. And so follow me on TikTok. I'm Mo Mitch, like all my other platforms. I put a video up so the journey begins. I'm not proud of it, but damn it, we're here. All right, let's get into why I'm mad. So I got to tell y'all about how this Instagram story worked out. <laughs> um, wow. I I think I left off last week where my guy failed to get my page back and then they came to me like, what you want to do? And I wasn't completely broken at that point. I was still ready to fight. So I told them, yo, fam, just give me my page back or it's going to be something. I didn't know what it was going to be. That was the problem. Like, he's somewhere in Turkey. I don't have any information on him. I'm not Liam Neeson. Like, I have no idea what it's going to be. So if I really try to give him that sauce and he hits me with the good luck, I'm really stuck. I don't know how Liam was so confident. Like, I didn't, I don't have whatever he had. So I can't let him hit me with the good luck because it's not good luck. So I hold out for a couple more days, still waiting on Instagram. Because mind you, all this time, I've done everything that they say you should do online as far as trying to get in contact with Instagram or Facebook to get your account back. I've tried it all. Trust me. One of the things they had me do was send them a picture of myself holding up a sign with the code that they sent me an email on it. And I did it. Felt like some real hostage situation shit. I'm sitting there holding a piece of paper. My hair's all fucked up. Just woke up. Didn't brush my teeth. But I saw the message and was excited. So here I am. Right? T-shirt wrinkle. It's nasty. It's disgusting. Sending this picture to I don't know who. Whomever. Wherever it may go. I know that shit's going to come back to haunt me at some point in life. Guarantee it. For just trying to get my damn Instagram back. Anyway, I'm waiting for them to write me back. At some point, I'm thinking they will. So I'm trying to hold out. So I hold out for about a week or so. And I wake up one morning, check my email, and I got all these messages from Instagram. So at first I'm excited. I'm like, bet, finally, the Instagram police are here. Time to turn up. Buddy's going to jail. Right? Nah, he's not. He's fine. In fact, it's him. <laughs> it was emails from Instagram telling me, yo, your email has been changed again. Now it's a new email address. So in my mind, he just sold my account. So I try to go look at my account, and I can't because now he changed my username. Can't even find my account. I don't know if he deleted it, if he sold it, if it's gone. I don't know anything, and I can't do anything about it. And the messages on the bottom of the email when it says, hey, your email was changed from this computer in this place 
If it wasn't you, click here. To report it, I click. And it tells me this page is invalid because the link has been broken. Something of the sort. So the page doesn't work. The link doesn't work. I don't know what the hell is going on at this point. I know a little something about computers. Did a little something in my time. But this is way beyond my pay grade. If you were an early listener of mine, you remember the story about when I tried to be a paralegal with no experience and I got fired. The first time I ever got fired because they said I was hacking into the accounts and it was something I couldn't even do. Bruh. I'm looking in her eyes like, you. at least tell me why you're really firing me because Lord knows that's not it. Hacking the what? Now y'all know for sure I was telling the truth and she's a liar. I don't speak this language. <laughs> so in my mind, this is when I start to panic. This is when it really hits me. I'm like, yo, all these years, all this work I have put in to this Instagram page that is finally rocking. And I'm not nearly talking like Kim Kardashian kind of rocking, but it's doing a little something. <laughs> and they just take it and do whatever they want with it. So I thought it was over. Like it really hit me. Oh, it's over. It's gone. They sold my page. So I tried to email the email address. <laughs> and I sat there like, what am I waiting for? <laughs> am I really going to sit at this laptop and wait for this person to email me back? Hey, hey, bro, if you don't mind, could you send my page back? You know, <laughs> what you bought it for? <laughs> Maybe we could talk. What What am I going to do? So I'm in panic mode. I don't know what to do at this point. I'm like, it's really over. It's really gone. So I go on my phone. I go to the WhatsApp because that's where the terrorist texts me from. And I text him. Yep. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yo, you busy? Yo, you got a minute? What you up to, fam? Yo. And at this point, I didn't even expect him to hit me back. But he did. He said, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. And if you real, you know, like you understand how difficult this moment is. Because you want to really get into your bag of how you really feel about this person. Like, I want to go off. Like, you're buddying me. But at the same time, I can't. I have no leverage. I have to, you know, I have to eat this. I got to take this one on the chin. I wrote him back. Hey, bud. <laughs> um, you sold my page, man. And he was like, yeah, but I can still get it back. I haven't given him the password yet. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, bro. You serious? Come on, fam. This dude got me by the balls. I said, all right, fine, fine, fine. You got it. What do you want? He was like, money. I ain't no shit, dummy. We're past that part. Felt like it was the notebook. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> he was like, 500. I don't know where he got this number from. It was 1,000 in the beginning. Now he says 500. I said, five? He said, yeah. I said, how about three? <laughs> War negotiating. You know how I go. How about three? He said, no. 500. I said, all right. Went too far. Okay. Then I thought to myself, I said, hey, how do I know 
You're not going to do me the same way you did my own boy. He sent you $128.27, whatever it was. I don't remember. And you didn't give him the page. He said, I tell you what, I'll give it to you for 400 then. How about 200 <laughs> You know, it's like a pattern. I'm trying to see if he's if he understands the pattern. He says, no, dude, 400 I said, well, how the hell do I know that I give you this for you go and just give me my account, bro? I don't know that that's a thing. And he goes, listen, man, I have all types of accounts and I have all types of clients. If I wanted to sell it, I would have sold it. And if I wanted to keep it, I would keep it. I don't want your account. I just need money. You have to trust me. I said, what in the fuck? <laughs> trust you? You're a thief. Hell, where am I, in the Twilight Zone? There's no honor amongst thieves. What are you talking about? This man asked me to trust him. My ex told me to do the same shit. Starting to see a pattern. Are you kidding me? Well, what choice do I have? All right. Gonna trust you, buddy. So I gather the fam and we talk about it. I said, what y'all think I should do? They were like, listen, you need it. You know, you got a lot riding on that page. You put a lot of work into it. I know it hurts you to have to spend money in this stupid situation, but fortunately for you, you ain't hurting. You can do it. I'm like, all right, I guess they're right. So I did what no man ever thought he would have to stand in front of his parents or his grandparents and admit. Negotiated with a terrorist. <laughs> oh, who am I, man? This is an all-time low. Chances are, whoever you are, wherever you are listening to this right now, you have never had to negotiate with a terrorist, man. This is not things you have to do in your daily walk. Why me? What the hell is going on? So I go back and I say, all right, man, I'll do it. I said, the only way I'm sending you this money is PayPal. And he says to me, I can't use PayPal. It's banned in my country. I said, bullshit. PayPal, the only way I know I might have a chance of getting my money back if this go wrong. He said, I would use PayPal, man, but I can't. It's banned in my country. You got to trust me. <coughs> man, you bring up trust one more time, bro. He ain't lying. No, I do have to trust him. So I Google it. Is PayPal banned in Turkey? <laughs> Turns out it is. <laughs> Who knew? Maybe I can't trust him. So I said, how you want to do this? And that's when he said Bitcoin. I said, all right. Back to this. The same way you done jerked my guy. Same way you robbed my guy. You want me to use Bitcoin? He said, yo, that's all I can do, man. I said, all right, let me try to figure this out. I tried to figure this Bitcoin thing out. Wasn't going to happen. Put way too much time into that. All the time he texting me talking about, hey, what's taking you so long? I got things I need to do. Oh, sorry for the inconvenience, buddy. That was when I had enough. I actually text that one. I was like, yo, sorry to inconvenience you after you stole my Instagram and are now holding it hostage asking me for $400. But I'm inconveniencing you <laughs> by taking too long. Huh. The nerve of me. Where are my manners? For that, sir, I apologize. <laughs> yo, what world am I in, man? Hey, come on. So, all right, cool. I got that off, and he wrote me back. Just let me know when you're done. <laughs> hey, acknowledge my rant 
You bitch. Hey, you become emotional <laughs> when someone has something you love held hostage. I promise you. I don't care how tough you are. I learned that lesson. All of this stuff y'all watch, right? Because everybody has watched a good movie or a good TV series where someone was held hostage. And you're like, wow, I couldn't imagine. I don't know the feeling. Damn it. <laughs> I have been there. And it hurts. I became super emotional. I didn't even know who I was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is over Instagram. I can't imagine anything worse. It all depends on what you give value to. We ain't talking about people. Some of y'all, somebody come in your room right now and put a gun in your PS5 <laughs> and start telling you, yo, yo, I need two Gs. You log into your bank so damn fast? Don't do that. Somebody understand what I'm going through. For some of y'all, maybe it's shoes. I don't know what it is, but it's something. Somebody understand my pain. So I said, all right. I gotta find a way to get this dude this money. He's getting impatient. <laughs> and I hit my boy up. You? Yeah. So, yo, you already got a Bitcoin. I need a favor. He said, <laughs> it was one of them situations where I text him, but then he called me. <laughs> yeah, you text somebody something because you don't really want to talk about it. Then they call you. Oh, uh, because they know it's good. They ready to clown. They want to get their rocks off. I text you for a reason, man. He called. I answer. All I hear is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's up, man? What's up? So you're going to pay him, huh? You know what I'm calling you for. You you know. You know the exact reason. What's up? <laughs> so what's going on? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I don't want to talk about it. That's not what I'm here for. I'm going to Venmo you this $400, do your little Bitcoin magic, make sure he get $400 so I can get my account back. That's it, man. How do we know he ain't going? Now we not. I did that already. We got to trust him. <laughs> hey, we got to trust him. <laughs> I don't want to have to explain this to you. You're going to have to trust me for the reason that I'm trusting him. You're just going to have to do it. I know. Sounds crazy. But trust me while I trust him. And just give the man the money. So he's like, all right. Eventually he gives in, he gives him the money. So then I wait. Time is moving mad slow. I text him. Yo, you got the money? I'm waiting for it to clear. What? How long does that take? It takes some time, bro. Yo, man. So I Google it. How long does it take? And it says... How long does it take for Bitcoin money to clear? Because I, I remember it being a crazy number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. It's like, yo, it says it can take anywhere from seconds to over 60 minutes. Typically, it takes 10 to 20 minutes, but there's been cases where it's taken as long as 48 hours. All right, what does anxiety do with this information? Can you imagine? So now I'm just waiting. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. 20 minutes go by. I gave him the maximum amount of allotted time. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm going to need another 500, bro. Yo, fam, are you fucking kidding me, man? 
I'm not giving you another $500. I told him straight up, this is where the game stops. You got me for four. That's it. It stops here. I'm done. You win. Do whatever you got to do on my Instagram. And then I said some very not so nice words to him, which pretty much solidified the fact that in that moment I was certain I wasn't getting my Instagram back and I was out $400. You just got to chalk it up to an L. Just an L in life. It is what it is. Sometime it happens. Then he starts writing me all these messages about, yo, I told you I wanted a thousand in the beginning, da 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 da. I'm ignoring all of it. And I want to block him, honestly. But I can't block him because I realized on WhatsApp, if you block somebody, you lose the history. So just in case I have a need, this text history, I have to keep these messages. So I have to keep letting him just text away, asking for more money. I'm livid. I'm pissed. Whole day is ruined. Already going through some other stuff. I am. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Woo! <laughs> I was looking for some peace. And about three, four hours later, whatever it was, he texts me again. I look down. It's a username and a password. And I open it. And another text comes in that says, I was just joking with you, man. Here's your account back. My mind starts dripping, a tear drops my eye. My body temperature falls. I'm shaking and they breaking, trying to save the dough. Pumping on my chest and I'm screaming. I stop breathing. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I'm going to be honest. It's between us, right? Everything that happens in the moment stays in the moment. Listen, it was disgusting how fast I ran to my laptop. <laughs> hey. I mean, it was sick. <laughs> I flew to my laptop. I never in my life want to see me run at this age that fast to get to a laptop to open something ever again. Not one of the highlights of my life. But boy, was I DK Metcalf to that laptop. From Maurice Mitchell to Maurice Green, that fast. It was sick. Not the point. I logged into my account and it worked. Whoa. You know that moment when you feel Holy shit, I am back Yes I jumped into settings Changed everything Phone number, email, two-factor authentication. <laughs> hey, you know how everybody has a word they can't say? That's my word. I cannot say that word. I cannot say authentication, man. What? How do you say that shit? Wait, let me, let me look at it. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Hold on, hold on. All right, two-factor authentication. Yo, this is crazy. I remember there was a moment on a Burt show where everybody had to come up with a word that they couldn't say. And I didn't have one at the time. I, I didn't really have a word that I couldn't say. And I finally found it. It's it's authentication. Yeah, I'm not even going to keep doing this, but I can't say that word. Anyway, <laughs> um, I changed everything. Immediately, once I knew my account was secure again, we celebrated. It was a great moment. 
I tried to let go of the fact that I had to pay to get it back. It didn't matter. It's like, you know what? I got it back. And I jumped in my WhatsApp account and I lit homeboy on fire. Boy, did I let those words ring. I mean, it's all I have. It's my only weapon. So I let him fly. And then he texted me back and was like, hey, man, I'll take another 600 if you, if you're willing. And then I punched my phone in the face. Moral of the story is I got my Instagram back. All right? <laughs> it's a celebration. I'm mad at the word shallow. I'm mad at the word. I'ma just say it. Somebody has to say it. Why do people look down on people when they use the word shallow? Has anybody ever really thought about that? I know we live in a sensitive time and you can't say anything, but at the same time, why do we make it a bad thing if somebody likes the beauty of a person? Why do we make it such a bad thing if somebody likes the exterior beauty of a person? Why? What is wrong with liking the beauty in someone who is beautiful? Is that really a thing? Now, I get if someone says, hey, I only like you if you're beautiful. I don't care about what else you have to offer. That is sick. And you should be in the sicko award segment. But if someone says, I approached you because I thought you were beautiful, and then they go, wow, that's shallow. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> What was I supposed to do? Should I have saw your heart? Should I have been attracted to your mind from looking at you? That wouldn't have been just a little weird. Like, I know people who think it's shallow to approach other people based off of how attractive they are. But what exactly are you supposed to do if you're not supposed to approach people that you are attracted to? should approach someone that you're not attracted to and that makes you a better person? Um, like, I, I don't know. That's just weird to me. I don't think someone should be labeled shallow if they're simply just talking to people that they think they're attracted to. That was always weird. Who's next? I'm mad at squeezing cheeks. Yeah, sound crazy, I know. But seriously, you know, I was thinking the other day, for some reason with me, I don't know why, I never have to go to the bathroom when it's convenient. I mean, it's rare. Every single time I have to go to the bathroom, it is literally an inconvenience. Like now, I think the universe is doing this to me on purpose. Am I the only person that goes through this? Like, I don't ever have to pee till I'm asleep. <laughs> it seems like as soon as I'm asleep, all of a sudden, that's the worst time to have to go. You was deep in the sleep. You try to weigh it out. Can I make it? Maybe I can hold it. Got three more hours. I think I got this. You know, you don't know. You might piss in the bed. You sleep with somebody, that's much more of a risk. Can you do it? You don't know. You got to get up. You mad at yourself the whole time. It's the longest walk. It's the longest piss. Everything is long. Longest walk back. It's ridiculous. Anytime I got to, you know, take a shit. <coughs> we friends, right? Always at a bad time. It just is. I be in the middle of a segment on a bird show. Squeezing cheeks. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole break. The whole time we were on a break, I didn't have to go. I was fine. Sitting there cool, checking emails, recording things, taking notes, writing jokes, coming up with the material. Fine. Soon as the bed comes on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like we ain't going to make it kind of bubbles. Ready to drop, man. Now I'm squeezing cheeks. It's hard to be yourself when you're squeezing cheeks. <laughs> 
that's not the that's not the easiest moment to be yourself, yo. Like if I'm in the middle of a job interview, 100% I'm going to end up having to squeeze cheeks. I know it. You're trying to answer where you think you're going to be in five years. What's the best things about you? The worst things about you? Why you're a good employee? Why you want this job? Where you see yourself in a company all while squeezing cheeks. You know how hard it is sometimes to be funny when you're squeezing cheeks? You have no idea, man. All right. Hey, let's get in the shout out. I dreamed it all ever since I was young. They said I won't be nothing. Now they always say congratulations. Shout out to women. Seriously. Shout out to y'all. Every day I hear something else that I'm like, wow, this is something that women have to go through that I have never imagined in my life. But as a man, you know, we kind of, we, we could be ignorant to certain things. And I was like yesterday years old when I discovered that a woman can have birth without knowing that she was pregnant. I had no idea. Not a clue. That is insane. There was a woman who went viral. She had her baby on a plane. And she didn't even know she was pregnant. Can you imagine? It's the worst time. The seatbelt signs are on. Then it was another story we talked about on the bird show where a woman had a baby and she didn't know she was pregnant. Certain things could just pop up on you and you deal with it. We're here now. It is what it is. But a baby? <laughs> that don't feel like one of them. I can't imagine you just wake up and just boop, boop. I'm a mom. Wait a minute. Like, I've never been a mom, I will never be a mom, but something tells me that nine months to prepare does something. Gives you just a little bit of help. Preparation. You imagine? Baby just fall out? Whose baby is this? <laughs> Can you imagine being in a relationship? <laughs> like, this is where my mind goes. <laughs> As a husband and a wife, you love each other. You're just chilling with your wife one day. She's going to labor. Oh, my God. What? Baby fall out. What's that? When were you going to tell me you were pregnant, honey? <laughs> At what point was it going to occur to you to tell your husband, hey, I'm pregnant? She looks at you and goes, I had no idea. Can you imagine trying to believe her in that moment? <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but seriously, that's insane. To have to deal with that, I genuinely can't imagine. More power to them, absolutely. And shout out to women. That is incredible. All seriousness. <laughs> Speaking about great women, uh, I had a homegirl one time, and <laughs> I thought about this the other day because most people don't sacrifice their bodies for their job, right? You think of, when you say that, you think of sports, athletics, typically. But most jobs don't require you to necessarily sacrifice your body. Obviously, radio does. We're in that mix. Not often, but you're in there. But I had a homegirl once who I felt like utilized her body, who I felt like sacrificed her body for her job in a way I don't think anyone ever has, man. She used to work in this place where you get all kind of facials and things, you know, Botox and whatever was popular at the time. That's what they would do. And I forgot about this until somebody reminded me of it. But there would be times when she would come over and something on her face would just be crazy. And I'll never forget, it was one day she walked in and her top lip was touching her forehead. Bruh. 
No lie. It was swole. She walked in, she was like, yo. And I said, okay, wait a minute. Now I have to intervene here. Because you can't see when you're driving. I don't even know how you got here. That's not safe. You, how could you possibly see? There's a well in your lip. Like, what the fuck is that? And she was like, is it bad? <laughs> you know what? Wait a minute. I have always had an is it bad friend. For some reason, none of my friends ever know when it's bad. Like, yes, it's bad. And shout out to Ron Artest real quick. Because I was watching his documentary on Ron Artest, a basketball player, former basketball player, retired now from New York City, won a championship on the Lakers with Kobe. And there was a fight once uh, in Detroit between the Pacers and the Pistons. Steven Jackson was telling this story about the fight, Malice at the Palace. And Ron Artest literally ends up running into the stands and fighting with the fans. And so does Steven Jackson. He runs up, he has his back, and they scrapping with the fans. In the stands. As NBA players. This obviously had never happened before at that time. And Steven Jackson is telling the story, and he, they got into the locker room, and he said Ron Artest looked at him like, yo, you think we're going to get in trouble? <laughs> And I started dying because I'm like, what? And Steven Jackson is like, get in trouble. We just fought fans, bro. We'll probably never play in the NBA again. We'll be lucky to play across seas. Like Ron really didn't, the moment didn't register in him like that. And I've had so many friends like this that will just, just didn't get it. <laughs> just didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's talking about, is it bad? Yes, you knew that when you came over here, man. Why does your lip look like that? And that's when she told me, man, I always, whatever we sell to the people, you know, like I try it first. I have to make sure it's okay. I said, whoa, what? I don't know if I've ever been that dedicated to anything I've done. I mean, it's honorable for sure. But I don't know if it's working out. You might want to reconsider. She said, why? I said, why? Because you look like Scotty Lippin. Are you kidding me? Tell my why. That's not funny. I ain't trying to be funny, Lip Bayless. <laughs> Just telling you what's going on. She want to fight now. She starts skipping to me. I said, look, Lip to my Lou. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling y'all this because it really happened and it was a moment. <laughs> but, yo, I, I was reminded of that story the other day. I saw this clip of this waitress who started dragging a gator out of the restaurant and I think still gave somebody their Long Island and I was like some people are just a different level of dedicated to their job I did a lot of things as a waiter I was never pulling a gator out of the restaurant for my job ever I promise you I would have left before the customers did I don't have that kind of dedication that her or my friend had shout out to them Shout out to my baby sister who is graduating from college. I'm on my way to go celebrate the weekend with her. By the time this is released, it will have happened. So, yes. Shout out to you, Diggs. I'm proud of you, and I love you. All right, let's get down to business. You give me the business. Yo, Diddy got to stop changing his name. 
enough is enough. It's starting to be like some kind of power thing or some type of control thing. I don't know what it is, but you can't keep telling the world to call you a different name every year. Puffy, he was Puff, he was Diddy, he was P. Diddy, he was Sean Combs, he was Sean. You know, he wanted to be Daddy. I'm never calling you Daddy. Let me be clear. I love Diddy. His contributions to hip-hop and to the culture cannot be denied, but I am never calling you Daddy. Bro, like, the nerve of you to even ask people to call you Daddy. That you don't know. I wouldn't call my dad Daddy. When I thought it couldn't get worse, now you want us to call him love. No, I will not, actually. It just, I think that's just what happens when you get that kind of money, you get that kind of status, there's nothing else you can really do, you've accomplished it all, you just want people to just call you love. I get it, but no. Who's next? Bill Gates is getting a divorce. I just want to take this moment to say that I learned in that that Bill Gates is not nearly as petty as I am. I clearly have work to do as a man. Because when I learned that there was a time when his wife and the family went to an island and paid a hundred and some thousand dollars a day and didn't invite him, they invited everybody but him. And I'm Bill Gates? When I tell you, I would have bought the island? No one's partying now? Are you kidding me? I would have been the kid who took his ball. No one's playing. I'm Bill Gates. Don't, don't do this. <laughs> you know how many Gates would have been up in the island? You can't come in now. Why? Because Gates put up the Gates, bitch. You don't come in now. <laughs> I would have been that level of petty. With that kind of money... Oh man, I'd have had people in the I'd have had people in the water on jet skis with signs saying "You tried it." <laughs> don't play with me like that. I'm Bill Gates. You kidding me? And that's exactly why God don't give everybody Bill Gates money. Who's next? All right, questions for Mo. Decided I'm gonna start a new segment called Questions for Mo, <laughs> where I'm gonna just ask y'all things that you want me to talk about or that you may want me to get into. And week by week, I'll take however many of them, and I'll talk about it. So feel free to DM me if you want me to answer a question or whatever. But I'm going to set it off with this question that I got this week. Somebody asked me, what was the worst pain I've ever experienced with a girl? Because I was doing this interview, and I was talking about, because I was doing this interview, and somebody asked me if I ever been cheated on. And I said, yeah. And I talked about it. And I talked about how painful it was. And then the person asked me, was it the most painful experience you've ever had with a girl? And I said, no. And I realized that the room was a little taken aback by that. They didn't know, well, what could be more painful? And I'm like, a lot of things could be more painful than that. But they thought my answer was going to be something like super dark. And I'm like, nah, as painful as it was, it wasn't my most painful experience with a girl. Because if I'm being honest, as a man, my most painful experience with a girl was, I think a lot of men may have been here before. Being cheated on is painful. It hurts. It, it certainly hurts. But for me, personally, it was not as painful as the moment when you hurt or lose the woman that you really love, the one that you completely didn't mean for it to go wrong, for whatever reason. 
and you in that phase of, yo, she she might not come back, and she hates you, <laughs> and it doesn't represent who you are, but there's nothing you can do to fix it, you love the person. But it didn't work for whatever reason. Maybe you hurt them, maybe they hurt you, and you in that phase of, damn, like I really thought this person was the one, but it's not. That moment hurts more for me. That hurt way more. Getting cheated on is like at least you can hang on to, well, they cheated on me. But when you got to come to the end of something that's like, I don't hate this person. Like, I actually still love him. I'm still in love with him. But there's nothing I can do to be with him. Oh, that's way more painful, in my humble opinion. So to answer that question, that's the most painful experience I think I've ever had with a woman. Who's next? Sicko Award of the Week goes to a complete stranger. Made this here with all the ice on in the booth At the gate outside when they pull up they give me loose Yeah, jump out boys, that's Nike boys hopping out And goes. I'm not gonna mention the person I got this story from Because I did not get permission and I don't want them to kill me But I, I got some information that there was a guy who sent a nude And the caption was, daddy's going night night <laughs> I think, I think that was it Hey, listen, man, I ain't going to get it all in the business of what y'all be doing as men. The whole sending nudes thing was never my thing. I don't really get it. But if that's you, do you. But if those are the captions that y'all are using, y'all got to take a page from the women, fam, and start listening to some of these Drake lyrics or something. Because daddy's going night night is not it at like ever. I just thought that was sick. (laughs) So whoever that is. I hope you're listening. Fam, really? You are sick. Who's next? Reflective moment of the week. I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. A lot of my life I've done this, and I know a lot of people who do this now. As much as you may not want to, sometimes you got to arrive at a place with people where you realize that you cannot change their opinion. You can't do it. It's a hard place to be sometimes. Because you want people that you love to look at you a certain way, to view you a certain way. But if they don't, you can't change that. There's been times in my life where I put so much effort into trying to please someone or trying to show someone that I'm a certain kind of person or a certain way. For what? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of effort. When somebody has their mind made up of you, Their perception is their reality, and there's not much you can do with it. Maybe you will, maybe you won't, but I promise you, your efforts will be much more valuable being put into changing yourself than it would into trying to change their opinion of you. I've been in friendships and relationships where that's tough because the truth of the matter is a lot of times you can do a million things right in a relationship and in a friendship. Do one thing wrong. Now, sometimes that one thing is so crazy that it does cancel out the millions of things you did right. We all know what those things are. But a lot of times, it's really not. (laughs) In smaller situations, sometimes it's not that serious and you have built up this rapport with a person by doing so many amazing things that they never experienced. Because I've heard people say, yo, I love this person so much. I trusted this person so much. I valued this person so much. You had them on a pedestal. 
which is already an issue. But typically, if you had them on a pedestal, there's a reason. How'd they get there? What exactly did they do to make you put them on that pedestal? Were they that amazing? Because you put them there. Most people don't meet you and say, hey, I'd like to be put on your pedestal. So if you had them there, you probably put them there. And if you put them there, well, why did you? I was talking to an older couple once, and I remember both of them kind of having the same type of attitude. They had been married for like 50 years or something. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I hated him or I hated her at one point. But I had to think about, in that moment, did I hate him more than I loved him up till that moment? No. So I figured it out. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I do think there are a lot of times when that happens. Like we're human at the end of the day, right? We all make mistakes. And again, I'm not talking about the level of mistake to where you say, that is absolutely it, red flag, I'm done. Those are different types of mistakes. But the ones where it just kind of cuts you a little bit. Ooh, wow. You're not who I thought you were. Is it really because what that person did is that bad? Or is a little bit of it that you had them on a pedestal that was unrealistic? Because sometimes I think we try to label people off of their mistakes. And some people believe that. If you're around a person who will remind you of a mistake you made enough, you will start to believe that you are your mistake, that you are your worst moment. We all have a worst moment. We all have a bad moment, a bad decision, something that doesn't necessarily define us. But people will make you believe that your mistake defines you. They don't typically hold on to any of the amazing things you do and try to use those things to define you. They'll let those go quick. (laughs) Oh, no, he just had a good day. He was doing a good thing. But you do a bad thing, that's who he really is. (laughs) Is that fair? Should someone be able to do a million great things? Do one bad and all of a sudden be a monster? I don't know. I get that it depends. But I certainly think we hold people accountable more for the bad things they do than we hold them accountable for the good. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Something to think about. Who's next? Quote of the week comes by way of my grandmother. Shout out to Grandma. I used to have a segment where I used to call it what Grandma said. It's, and it's been a while since I've done it. A couple listeners asked about it. So what I'll do is I'll give you guys a quote that my grandmother gave me. This quote is from Nelson Mandela. My grandma just texted to me. It says, as I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. I don't even really know what to add to that quote. That's how powerful it is. You don't have to have been to jail to understand that quote, but you certainly have to have been through something. Don't ever believe that you are your worst moment. You are your worst mistake. You're not. You can do better. You can be better. But you'll have a much easier time putting that effort into changing yourself than you will into trying to change someone else's opinion of yourself. Let the bitterness go, let the hatred go, let the hurt go. Because the more you dwell on it, it's just you staying there. Even if someone hurts you. Boy, did I hold on to that for years. Wouldn't let it go. Didn't even realize I was the one drinking the poison. I was the one still in the prison. Let it go. Leave it behind. Break free. The world is yours. As always, it's a pleasure sharing the moment with you. I enjoy it every time. Next week, bitches. Two-factor authentication. Authentica- auth- 
Authentication. 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 That, yo, that's it. That's easy. Authentication. Two-factor authentication. Yes. Yes. Victory is mine, bitch. Send someone y'all just to get nothing in return. See, fire is always gonna be a liar, it'll take you higher. Eventually, you're gonna burn. Gotta learn one day it'll touch you. If it's confessions, I ain't far from Usher. Got it bad, mind full of heart. Of all the pictures of what they did to my heart, tore that shit apart. Broke me into pieces. I found my peace and then it set me apart. Now I'm different. I'm talking different levels. Needing bigger shovels. I'm digging up bigger devils. Uh, it's a moment I'm trying to save it. Trying to stop looking for love from who never gave it. Fuck it. I guess it's what you wanted. We'll be 50 before you keep it 100. I'm 95 high speed. Hit southeast. Maybe I should move slower. I've been burning through the trees. Searching for relief. What it like to be so far? I've been out of reach, difficult to see. I'm trying to get closer. What is gonna be? Somebody help me.